Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Well, it can be an idol because we can put ourselves, the way that we think, our intellect above God and above His will. Amen. So when I asked the Lord this morning, I'm like, Lord, how do you want me to show the bride about intellect? He said, read the story of Ruth. I'm like, the story of Ruth? So I don't know what's going to happen this morning, bride, but... We're going to break bread together. Remember, I read the King James Bible because of the story of what happened between uh, the king and how they tried to kill him. Uh, the Catholics tried to kill him four or five times. So, uh, I always like reading from this book. So, if y'all would turn in your Bibles to Ruth. And we'll go ahead and start this off in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come together and to break bread together and to learn from you, Holy Spirit. You are our teacher, so teach us today what we need to know and how we need to change. We thank you, Lord, for every day correcting us, helping us to stay on the right path, and teaching us and helping us to grow. Because we're your children, and we want to grow. 
We don't want to stay stagnant. We don't want to stay in no muddy waters. We want to come out, Lord. We want to be all that you have called us to be, which means we have to change. So help us, Lord, to want to change, even no matter how old we are or how young we are. We want to be shaped into your image, Lord, which means we have to bring our intellect low. Help us today, Lord, to learn more about you so that we can build trust and build our faith to trust in you instead of trusting ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I think that's one of the greatest transgressions of us is trusting in ourselves more than we trust in the Lord. And see, that's where human intellect comes in. Well, we're going to learn how this affected uh, Ruth. So let's turn in our Bibles to Ruth. Remember, I read in King James. And uh, I will have my little man today. Let's go over here, Ruth. Ruth, where is Ruth? I know it's a small little book. This is my mother's Bible. When she passed away, I got it. And I'll tell y'all what, I love this Bible. I recommend it if y'all want to buy one. It's called a, Tom a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. It's a Centennial Edition. King James Version. Large print. And it's red letter. Uh, I like red letter just because I like to see where Jesus is talking. Okay, let me get my little man. Now remember this phone, I use the U version app. And that's the little man that you hear talking. So let me get him set up for the book of Ruth. I pray everybody's having a good day. Remember we talked about first thing in the morning. The first thing we do as children of God is pray on the full armor. So we've already done that this morning, right bride? So we pray on, remember, we pray, Lord, we pray on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, our loins girt about with truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and the garment of praise. And we receive that full armor of God by faith. That way we cover ourselves in him and we plead the blood of Jesus of ourselves and our family, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I've got this set up. Now, before we go into Ruth, I want to read you a few, read you something by this uh, website that really narrows it down about intellect. The Bible teaches that human intellect is limited. No human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those that love him. That's in 1 Corinthians 2.9. Even the greatest intellects in the world have never been able to grasp the magnitude of God's plan for the redeemed. The human intellect is unable to grasp God's wisdom. What we naturally consider foolishness, a Savior dying on the cross, God calls the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's in 1 Corinthians 1.24. Relying solely on our own ability to reason we would never arrive at the truth of the gospel. For it is written, 
I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. 1 Corinthians 1.19 We must depend on the word of God, not our intellect to lead us to truth. Romans 10.17 The result of God's revelation of the gospel is, not, is that no one can boast in his own wisdom. Verse 31 Every part of us, including the intellect, has been affected by man's fall into sin. The intellect of the unregenerate person has been darkened, spiritually speaking. The unsaved walk in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Ephesians 4, 17-18 even the brightest minds in the world, apart from Christ, have no real understanding of the truth of God. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The intellect of the unregenerate person is hostile to God. The natural desire of man is to disobey God, and it makes sense for him to do so. It is easy for the unsaved man to find mental justification for his own sin. Bam! In your face, devil, is that not the truth? Is that not the truth? You will see it. They will come up with all these reasons why they have to sin. Well, I have to cheat with that married man because his wife says it's okay for me to do so. You know, it's the reasoning of it. Okay, and then uh, the intellect of the unregenerate person is also a source of pride. Knowledge puffs up. 1 Corinthians 8.1 Human nature being what it is, we often take pride in our knowledge and academic accomplishments. But truth be told, oh my gosh, excuse me. We tend to nurture feelings that we are smarter than others. Okay, let's go ahead and get started in the book of Ruth. Come here, Peaches. Girl, you better cut that out. Cut that out, girl. Okay, let's start with the book of Ruth. We're in Ruth chapter 1, Bride. Here we go. together bride this is amazing look what it says right here i didn't know that this said this it says that she had visited uh let's see she had heard in the country of moab how that the lord had visited his people in giving them bread isn't that amazing peaches cut that out girl cut that out 
Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her daughters-in-law and with her, and they went on the way to return into the land of Judah. Isn't that something? All right, she's going beyond her reasoning. Here we go. And her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead, and with me. Aww. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice, and wept. Aww. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Well, let me take me said, Turn again, my daughters, why will ye go with me? Yeah. Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way. For I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her. Okay, now catch on to what's happening here, bride. She is telling those daughter-in-laws, Go! You don't have your husbands anymore. Go! Y'all go off. You're young. Do your own thing. It's amazing what happens here. And by the way, in their human intellect, they should. In their human intellect, they should leave her. They should go off back to their family and start life again. Amen. But Ruth clave unto her, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Aww. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Wow, isn't that when something? Thou dyest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Wow. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. Oh, she was saying. Aww. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? Wow. So Naomi returned, and Ruth, the Moabites, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Oh, so she was feeling sad like God was judging her because she lost her husband, she lost her sons. But Ruth held fast with her. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech. And his name was Boaz. Come on, he and was wealthy. said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field, and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned 
Yes, Lord. And said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather out the reapers among the sheaves. So she came, and hath continued even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter, go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Okay, let me pause here, Brad. Let me, let me recap a little bit of what's happening. Instead of Ruth seeking after her own wisdom after her husband died, she told her mother-in-law, I'm going to serve your God, okay? And then she listens to the advice of Naomi, which means she sought after the wisdom of God because she knows Naomi is tuned in to God. So she's out here in the field in obedience to what she feels like God wants her to do. So now she's coming up to meet this great king. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground. Humbled herself. And said unto him, Why have I found wow. in thine eyes that thou shouldst take knowledge of me? Seeing I am a stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shown me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother, and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, oh. and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Oh! Woo! I am on fire this morning, bride. This is why the Lord wanted us to go to Ruth this morning. This is it. Who do we trust? Do we trust the Lord? Or do we trust the normal way everything should be trusted? Do we, do we trust our own intellect? Do we trust our reasoning? And that is what happened. She trusted in the Lord and turned over to Naomi. Naomi gave her godly instruction. She went out there and did it and listened to what he said right here. This is the key to us. This is all about trusting the Lord today, Brian. It says, and this is in verse 12, chapter 2, verse 12, Brian. The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art trusting. Wow! Isn't that awesome? That is the whole key to human intellect, which can be an idol because we think we know it all. In human intellect, we say it should be done like this. It's a cookie cutter way. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way society says it is. This is the way culture says it is. And look right at the very scripture, the one before it. And when this is Boaz talking to her, why he's going to bless her. Think about this, bride, about the intellect. He says right here, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed to me 
all that you have done unto your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and mother and the land of your nativity and art come into a people which thou knowest not before. In other words, you went totally against reasoning, totally against culture, totally against the way it should be, and came here to a land of unknown. Come on now. When you walk with the Lord, it is a land of unknown. How many can give me an amen on that? That is the truth. When you walk with the Lord, you're walking a very narrow path. You're following the lamp unto your feet. It is a very light. You follow the light and you stay on the path. Even though all this darkness surrounds you and everybody, all this noise, tells you you should do it this way, it should be this way. See what I mean? This is noise. But we follow the straight and narrow, listening to the Lord. We got a mission. And remember, Bride, uh, I told you a story before, but I feel led to tell you this again. A great mentor told me this story. I'm telling you, Bride, with what we're headed into in our country, with the things that are coming down the pike, even though they're out there yelling everything is peace, peace, it is not peace, peace. You are going to have to know the Lord. You're going to have to trust in the Lord and get out of your intellectual thinking. Get out of the way that it's been done in the past. You're going to have to let God take you down different, you know, wherever he wants to take you without having your mind stopping you, without having your reasoning. This woman told me, she was my mentor, and she said that the Lord gave her a dream and told her, when you're on a mission, this is how it is. The Lord told her, I'm going to give you this package, and you are to deliver this package three towns over, and whatever happens in between, don't stop. Don't get distracted. Don't get off focus. Your assignment on the earth is to deliver this package from point A to point B. Nothing in between, okay? So she leaves out on her assignment thinking, okay, she gets to the next town, and bam, this airplane crashes. All these people are getting out, and they're all on fire, and they're dying, and they're burning alive, and they're screaming, and they're like, help, help, and they're running up to her, help me, help me, and she can't, because God told her, don't you be distracted. Your mission is to deliver this package. And they were all like mad at her. How dare you leave us when we're hurting and all this. But she's obeying the Lord. Okay, then she gets to the next town and there's a big car pile up. Blood everywhere. People dying. People suffering. People reaching out for her to help. And she couldn't do it. They all got mad at her. When she got there, he told her, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This is what I told you to do. You'll always have the suffering. You will always have the poor. But your obedience is what I'm after. Bam. That is the key. In the human intellect, she should have stopped and helped every person. When she got to the next town, she should have stopped and pulled people out of those cars. The human intellect tells you to do it this way, but God may tell you to do it another way. God supersedes all intellect. He supersedes anything. This word supersedes all intellect, all reasoning. Okay? 
This is the whole point of this idol today. And bride, because of what's coming down the pike, you need to repent of this. Ask God, take this intellect out of me, Lord. Heal me of this so that I can hear you and obey you in all situations. Bride, look, what if one day we don't have the internet to talk like this? What if one day we don't have a means to communicate with people in five towns over? And all the chaos is happening and things are happening around us. We're going to have to know the Holy Ghost. We're going to have to trust in Him. Because He is going to be our communication source. Isn't that amazing? You mean to tell me we're going to go from technology to the Holy Ghost? Well, right now you should have Him first and technology second anyway. But it is going to get to the point where all of this is going to be used against us as Christians. So we're going to have to have dreams and be led by him. And he's going to say, all right, June, he's going to wake me up one morning. Okay, you need to go over here to point B. And you need to deliver a word over here to this city. And then you have to obey him even though all the intellect looks different. You see what I'm saying? Hey, let's continue. And she said, let me find favor in thy Verse 13, Lord, chapter 2. For that thou hast comforted me. And for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. Oh. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not. And Come on, favor. Some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them. And wow. Them and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned. And it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. And her mother in law saw what she had gleaned. And she brought forth. And gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. Aww. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. Yay! And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord. she honored her mother-in-law. Amen. Chapter 3, Bride. This is Ruth, Chapter 3.
Pause, 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 pause. Wait a minute. Is she not receiving an instruction? Basically, coming from Naomi, this is an instruction from the Lord to Ruth. Her human intellect and thinking would think, this is the dumbest idea ever. Why should I do this? This is the whole point of this idol, bride. We have to trust in the Lord, even when this up here tells us otherwise. And even if it goes against culture or any other thing, when he instructs, we do. Remember last year, bride, when the Lord told me, I want you to get up and drive your old 2004 with no, I had $20, your bald tires, rod knocking, and drive that thing across the entire United States on the border. Human intellect, human intellect would tell you that's the dumbest idea ever. How can I drive a car like this across the entire border of the United States on a six-month trip? I mean, the whole assignment was just ridiculous. But you know what? When the six months was done, God did every bit of it. Look, travel the entire border, pray for the country, interview Americans. I interviewed Americans about what they thought about the country, what they thought about Trump. Host four revivals on the north, south, east, and west of the nation. Did that. Uh, write a book to President Trump. Did that. Had Americans sign the book as I traveled, did that. Uh, pray for the six cities, three on the east side of the Mississippi, three on the west. I mean, this, this vision was so big, <laughs> it was beyond myself. There's no way in my human intellect and reasoning that should have ever happened. But guess what? It did. Every last bit of the assignment. So we're about to see what happens with Ruth when Naomi gave her an assignment that seemed unreal. Let's keep going. And if you just signed on, it's we're in Ruth chapter 3. We're studying about human intellect versus God. Okay, and we're in verse 4 right now. Ruth 3, 4. And it shall be when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. Oh, come on now. Yes, Lord, let me pause, let me pause. Lord, let that be us. Let that be us. This is why you wanted us to study Ruth this morning, Lord. Let this be us. Yes. And she said unto her, All that you saith unto me, I will do. There is. We're not putting you in a box. We are not limiting you. We are not saying that there's anything that you cannot do. Lord, we will do it. Hallelujah. I am so encouraged today, bride. All right, so what verse was that in? Okay, that was verse 5. So now let's go to verse 6. All that her mother-in-law bade her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself. And behold, a woman lay at his feet. 
Crazy. How art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thy handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thy handmaid, for thou art a mere kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast shown more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. Okay, pause. I just want to give God praise right now. I just want to praise him. Lord, I thank you that when you give us these assignments every morning, Lord, on these idols, and you instruct me on these scriptures we need to read, my intellect wants to say, why Ruth? <laughs> you know? But every time, every morning, it is like just fresh manna from heaven. That's what this is. This word every morning is like fresh manna. Lord, this word is like a T-bone steak this morning. What I just read, I feel so satisfied and so thankful for you teaching us, Lord. Look at this, bride. How amazing is this? Bless, and this is Boaz talking to her. Remember, she obeyed Naomi. She laid at his feet and did exactly what she said, and this was his reaction. Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than in the beginning. And bride, guess what come to my spirit? Yes, Belinda, radical obedience, amen. When I read, the, read that, guess what come to my spirit? Do y'all remember Jesus whenever he turned the water into wine and the king said, Wow. Who would save the best for last? I feel the presence of the Lord right now. That is what he said to Ruth. You, thou showed more kindness in the latter end than in the beginning. I feel led to say this. Bride, this is us right here. God is about to show more kindness in the latter end to us. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Inasmuch as thou followest not rich young men, whether poor or rich. You know what he's saying there, bride? He is saying, your human intellect tells you you should have went with a young man. You're a young girl. You're a pretty girl. You should have went with a young, rich man. But yet you came to me. You obeyed God. I'm going to bless you beyond measure. And this is God talking to us today, Brad. Let's keep going. Okay, now we're in verse 11. And now, my daughter, fear not. I will do to thee all that thou requirest. For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. Yes, Lord. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman. Albeit, there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night. Yes, Lord. It shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee, as the Lord liveth. Lie down until the morning. Okay, what he's saying there, Bride, is this custom. They had a custom back in those days that when a family member dies, like when a husband dies, that she marries the next of kin. So that's what he's saying. You know, yes, I'm kin to you, uh, Ruth, but there's really somebody that's closer to you that by law you should marry. So let me try to address him and see what happens. Let's see what God does here. 
and she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also he said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley, and laid it on her. And she went into the city. Aww. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, Pause, pause, pause. I feel led to tell you this, Brad. When Boaz did this and he told her, I don't want anybody to know that you came in my chambers. But when you leave, because remember she was leaving before everybody woke up, he said, give me your veil where she was kind of hiding. He put abundance on her. He put abundance on her and laid it on her and she went into the city. What does that mean, Brad? When she obeyed beyond her human intellectual thinking and she obeyed the Lord, that's where your abundance is. Obedience is where your wealth is. That right there. Come on now. It's good stuff. Oh, we're almost done, Brad. Okay, we're in Ruth chapter 3. Now we're in verse 16. Let's keep going. Who art thou, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her. And she said, These six measures of barley gave he me. For he said to me, Go not empty unto thy mother-in-law. Then said she, Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he hath finished the thing this day. Wow. Okay, we're on chapter four, bride. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! This story is so awesome for this idol. God is so amazing. Then went Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there, and behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came by, unto whom he said, Oh, such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside (laughs) and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. Okay, let me pause, Bride. Let me pause. Do you understand the magnitude of what's happening right here? Boaz wants her as his wife. But he knows there's actually another man that's really due rights to her because he's closer to her in the kinsman wise. So he's like, come here, sir. Sit down with me. I want to talk to you a minute. <laughs> God is so funny, ain't he, bro? All right, let's keep going. And he said unto the kinsman, Naomi, that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth the parcel of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. And I thought to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me, that I may know. For there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. All right. Said Boaz, What day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. Paul, so he laid, now see, at first he's like, yeah, I want that land. I'll take it. And then he's like, yeah, but when you do, you're going to have to take her as a wife. He's letting him know because really he wants her. Amen. Let's keep going. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself. <laughs> thou mine own inheritance. Uh-huh. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. Okay, bam, bam, bam. Okay, he was selfish. He didn't want to give up part of his inheritance. 
He's like, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, I'm not sharing with another. Let's keep going. This was the manner and former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing. For to confirm all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. And this was a testimony in Israel. Therefore, the kinsman said unto Boaz, buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe. Sealing the deal. And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, ye are witnesses this day. But I have bought all that was Elimelech's, and all that was Chilean's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren, and from the gate of his place. Ye are witnesses this day. Hallelujah! And all the people that were in the gate, and the elders said, we are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that is come into thine house like Rachel and like Leah, which too did build the house of Israel. And do thou worthily in Ephrathah, and be famous in Bethlehem. Aww. And let thy house be like the house of Pharez, whom Tamar bare unto Judah, of the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. Aww. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. Oh. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. Oh, isn't this awesome? Son of Naomi, blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. Wow, profound! To thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine old age. Oh. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. And Naomi took the child, and laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. Wait a minute. I just thought of what just happened here, bride. I am having a revelation. Don't y'all love when the word becomes rain of life like... When it just leaps off the page and it gets you so excited. Did y'all catch on to what just happened? Ruth was blessed with a child. Remember in the last verse over here in chapter 3. Uh, or was it chapter? Okay, here we go. Mm, chapter 1. Here's Naomi over here whining. Remember? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty dealt bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi? You know, she's all sad and, and weeping because she lost her husband. She lost her sons. She was all depressed. Everything she had was gone. This is kind of like the Job story. But look what God did. God used Naomi to line her up with Boaz to line her up in her destiny, to speak life into her and to speak instructions into her just like the Holy Ghost does with us. Well, then Ruth obeyed. Ruth went and did all that she was told by the Lord, went in unto Boaz. Boaz found favor. Boaz ended up marrying her, and they are blessed with a son. And guess what God did? Told him to give that son to Naomi. Now look what happened, bride. This is a miracle, a miracle of restoration. And Lord, we receive it this morning, the restoration of the Lord 
coming to the obedient. Woo! Yes, Lord, we receive it this morning. Because look what just happened. The supernatural act of God. Naomi nursed it. In your face, devil. Do you know what that means, bride? That means she had milk. This is an older woman. How does she have milk to nurse this baby? God? Is God good or what? Jesus, we give you praise this morning. What you did with Naomi, what you did to Ruth, you gave Ruth Boaz, you blessed her with a baby, you blessed Naomi, you restored Naomi, you restored that land, you restored the people, all because they went beyond the human intellect. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Come on now. They obeyed the Lord, and look what he did, bride. Is this not amazing? Let's finish this out. And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. Wow. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Oh. these are the generations of Perez. Wow. Perez begat Hezron, and Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Aminadab. And Aminadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. Wow. Whoo! Was that word this morning? Excellent! Lord, your word is so excellent in all its ways. We thank you, Lord, for feeding us this morning and encouraging us to trust in you, Lord, against all reasoning and against all intellect and restoration will come to us. And, Brian, don't forget what we read. This is coming to my spirit right now because, remember, I told y'all before, famine is coming to the land, to America. Famine's coming. Look right here, Brian. Let's go back to verse, chapter 1. And this is all happening in famine. This is my point, bride. Look here. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. What? You mean to tell me that Naomi was blessed in famine? Ruth was blessed in famine? And Boaz was blessed in famine. Yes, because they obeyed the Lord. Come on now. This is why we do not have to fear, bride. It doesn't matter if calamity comes all around. It doesn't matter if it's earthquakes, famine, martial law, uh, martyrdom, all this stuff. If they shut us off the internet because they don't want truth preaching on there, uh, they have shut off all ways for us to communicate. They shut off our cell phones. The lights go out, whatever. Does it matter? No. Because we will not trust in our intellect. We will trust in the Word of God. If they take this Bible, they can never take this. You can never have my garden, honey. I, you can be chopping this off and I can be having a relationship and talking to God right there. You can do what you want out here, but you're not going to affect what's in here. And this is the army of the living God.
Amen. This is what's going to wake me up. And all this, is, uh, everything collapsing around me, this is going to wake me up. The Lord says, I want you to get up in the morning, and I want you to go five states, and I want you to go over here and deliver a word to Johnny Joe. To go to Johnny Joe and deliver a word. I get up. I have no money. And the Lord tells me, you know, I'm not prophesying over myself I have no money. I'm just saying the level of faith because I know abundance of wealth is coming. I obey the Lord. I go to the place he tells me to. Okay, why am I going over here to tell Johnny Joe that the Lord said this and this? You know, in my mind, it doesn't make sense what I'm having to tell this man. But what I don't know is that this man probably told the Lord, I'm not doing another thing until you come and tell me that uh, the sky is red today. And then God's going to tell me to drive three states just to tell this man that the sky is red today. That is how God is. We cannot use reasoning above obedience. My whole uh, book, The Testimony of the Broken Bride, Jesus is a True Husband, is the story of obedience. How I fought him for uh, those 12 years I didn't want to obey him because of the price he was wanting me to pay. I didn't want to pay it. But the Lord taught me, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is where your wealth is. And when it comes down the pipe, bride, obedience is all we're going to have. Because we're going to have to listen to him, and we're going to have to do what he tells us to do, even when our human intellect tells us otherwise. And you got to remember, too, that our intellect, let me make sure i got time for this. Yeah, i got a few more minutes. Okay, our intellect is based upon what we've studied, what we know, what we have put in, culture, environment, surroundings, reasoning. See? Measuring by our reasoning and what, what is cultural, what is norm, what is accepted. This is, you know, and then over here, obedience will go out of that. Obedience will require faith. Obedience will require action when it seems crazy. I was in a, I'm going to tell a few stories. I was in a church one time. And I was in the back of a church. This church had like 2,000 people. This was in Clarksville. And it was during uh, worship service. During worship. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said... I want to see that man over there on the top, on the front second row, all the way across the sanctuary. I want you to walk up to that man and I want you to tell him that I love him. So I was like, okay. I didn't know this man, people. I, I didn't know this man as the day is long. And I walked up to him and he was startled. And I told him, I said, sir, the Lord wanted me to come over here. No, it was during the altar call. It was during the altar call. I said, the Lord wanted me to come over here. I said, I was sitting all the way back over there. And the Lord wanted me to come up here and tell you that he loves you, sir. Man, that was it. That man started bawling. And he said, I just sat and told the Lord that if he would have somebody walk up to me and tell me that he loves me, that I will give my life to him. And I had the honor of leading that man to the Lord that morning. That is going beyond your human intellect. 
You see what I mean, Brian? Uh, one time I was leaving, I mean, I was leaving this Bible study, and I guess it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I was in the far left lane. It was in a four-lane highway, and I was driving about 75. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, now I was listening to my music, worshiping the Lord or whatever, and he spoke to me. He said, pull your car over in the far right lane. You're about to have a blowout and slow down. I was like, okay. I got the car pulled over to the far right lane, and then I got down to like 40 mile an hour. And all of a sudden, bam, there went my tire. It popped, and then the car started doing this. And it did it right in front of another car that was already sitting there. So I pulled over in front of this car and I got out and it was an old couple in this car. And they said, ma'am, do you have a blowout? I said, yes. I said, what's wrong with y'all's car? And they said, we ran out of gas. We need somebody to go get us some gas. I said, I'll go for you. I said, do y'all have a can? They're like, yeah. So, uh... They said, do you need a phone? And see, at that time, I was married to the kid's father. I said, yeah. So I called him, and he said, I'll get there when I can. I said, all right. Now, he was probably 20, 30 minutes away. And so I was telling this older couple, I said, listen, uh, can you believe that the Lord is so good that he warned me when I was in the far left lane driving 75 mile an hour that I was about to have a blowout and told me to get over in the far right lane. I said, and when I did, bam, there was the blowout. I said, is God not good or what? And they was telling me, they said, hey, we're Christians too. Yes, the Lord is just so good. Well, all of a sudden, this guy pulled up in this red truck. And he said, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all need some help? And I said, yes, sir, we do. I said, this couple's out of gas. I said, if you can take me up there to... Uh, the station up there so I can get them some gas. I said, my husband's coming after me. And he said, all right. So as we're riding, I'm telling the story of how God, God is orchestrating all this. And he said, oh man, this is awesome. I'm a Christian too. So see, God had that man stop to help us. So we went up there and got gas, come back, put the gas in their car. They left, the red truck left. Well, then I'm sitting there by myself, and it's getting dark. I'm thinking, when is my husband coming? So I roll my window all the way up, and it's com completely dark, and I'm on the side of the interstate. It's pitch black. And I'm sitting in the car, and I'm praying in tongues, and I'm like, you know, trying not to get afraid and whatnot, you know. And I'm praying in tongues, and then all of a sudden I get this. A knock on my window. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I rolled down the window. I was so scared. And this woman was standing there and she goes, Ma'am, I rode by your car and I got up there to the bridge and the Lord spoke to me and said, There's a woman in that car. I want you to go back and sit with her until her help comes. Ah, bam! In your face, devil. Man, I got so excited. I started shouting. I was like, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So I go back there and I sit with her in her car. And man, we are crying together. We are worshiping the Lord together. She's got this praise music going. I mean, we were like, you know, just two peas in a pod. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I don't know you. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to know you. I will be so happy to see you there. And I said, thank you so much for helping me today. Well, then this 
uh, state trooper pulls up and shines his lights in the car. So he comes up and he goes, ladies, what are y'all doing on the side of the interstate? So we begin telling him the story of how God had blessed us that day. And he said, well, I'm a Christian too. He said, ma'am, you go on and I'll sit with this lady till her help comes. I got in his car and I'm telling y'all, it took him forever to get there. When he got there, that police officer looked at that man and said, I should arrest you right now for doing this to your wife and making her wait this long. You know, he was all mad. But the point, the reason I'm telling you this is how the Lord will take care of you in all circumstances. He will. The Lord will do amazing things. I remember yesterday, Brian, we was talking about when you go off track, when something happens accidentally like this, and it takes you off track, and you think, this does not go according to my plan, it's because God's got another plan. If you're trying to buy a house and it doesn't go through, God's got a better one. If you're dating somebody and they leave you for somebody else or whatever, God's got a better one. If you're having this and you're having this and it's all falling apart, God has got better. The Lord knows what he's doing. Human intellect needs to go out the window. The faith in God needs to fill our soul. Amen. So, little bride, I'm going to pray for you this morning. I am. I'm going to pray for you. If you have been battling this idol of intellect, reasoning, trusting science more than God, we're going to tear that idol down today, and we're going to ask God to fill us with faith and take that mess out. Lord, I pray that today you expose the enemy in my friends' lives. Lord, let that root come up and let's pluck that thing out in the name of Jesus and say, intellect, reason, and science, all of you that go against the word of God, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We cast you out. We, we cancel our partnership with you. We cancel our soul tie with you. We cancel the lie that we believed. We cancel all that. We believe the word of God above anything. This word trumps anything. The Holy Ghost trumps anything. God trumps anything. And Lord, I pray you deliver every one of them. And Lord, if there are idols in their life, let it come to the surface today so they can deal with this thing, immediately repent and cast it out and get it, let it be gone. Lord, I pray that faith arise in your people today, Lord. I pray that they will listen to you even when it goes against their human intellect, even if it goes against their natural understanding or the culture. Lord, that they will hear and understand. I pray clarity, that they would hear you clearly, that they would hear the instructions of the Lord for their assignment. I pray that the bride will know their assignment in this hour, that they would know that they're in the army of the living God and each one of them have a purpose, have a destiny, and have a calling, Lord. I pray that you would help them, Lord, to rise up in this hour. We come against doubt. We come against unbelief. We come against lack. We come against uh, human intellect. We come against thinking that we're higher than ourselves, puffing ourselves up. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak life and freedom into my friends, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that everything that you have derailed is for a reason. Everything that went off track and we don't understand why you did something is because you got a better plan. You're our God. You are our Father. And you know exactly what you're doing. 
We love you when you say yes, Lord, and we love you when you say no. And we're going to trust you in all things, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what is coming, that you're preparing a bride that's going to hear your voice and is going to act and move and go, and that we will be people that will be led by you, and it will not be based upon our understanding or our reasoning. We thank you and give you praise, God, for making sure that all the channels to heaven are clearly opened and that we're not listening to all this outside noise that is trying to speak against your will or your purposes for their life in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you and give you praise, Lord, that if they don't know their assignment, if they're not hearing you for uh, and their next assignment or their purpose of what they're supposed to do, Lord, that you realign them into the place that they would be able to hear you clearly and be able to know what their assignment is and that they would have the heart to let it go and obey you in this hour, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you give them strength to obey you, even if it goes against with this kingdom that they have built, this uh, uh, thing that they have built within their own intellect and within their own mind. Lord, that you may be wanting to crumble that right now and come up with the real and the pure. I pray you give them the strength to do that, Lord, and to follow you in radical obedience, Lord, at all costs, if it even requires their life. At all costs, Lord. That, they, that your bride would rise up in this hour in radical obedience and be bearers of the gospel of truth. Be the bearers of the gospel of truth in this hour. And that they will carry that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bride, well, look, I am about to go into the throne room with our team. This has been the most amazing 40 days. I'm so sad we've only got eight days left. I mean, wow, what God has done in 32 days of repentance. It has been so amazing. And I love being with this team. God uses every one of them in such a mighty way to pray for the country. And to pray for you. And to take the sin upon their self. What we have done. We're all Americans. We all did this to him. So we take it upon ourselves, And we address it before a holy God. So I'm going to get off here right now bride. And get ready to go in that team. Thank you for being with me this morning. I love our morning prayers. I mean I love our morning Bible study time together. God is so amazing how he teaches us, rebukes us, chastises us, molds us, fires us up, gets those idols out. It's all good because he has a plan. Amen. All right. Well, look, I pray y'all have a blessed day today. God bless you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.